This is the Kitzer of Bolok Aleph and Chelek Yud Gimel. This is a Sicha on the Rashi here, Matoivo Elecha Yaakov, Mishkanisecha Yisrael. Rashi brings two Pshatim. The first Pshat Rashi says, Matoivo Elecha Al Shara Peschayim Sheinim Chuvanim Zemulzeh. It refers to, to the fact that Bilam saw that the openings of their tents were not exactly one across another. Mishkanisecha Rashi says, is Chani Yisecha, the encampments of Yidin, like the Targum says. Then Rashi says, This is a Nevuah for the future. How good is Oyel Shiloi and the Beis Amikdosh be Shuvan? When the Yidin are, um, when the Yidin have the Beis Amikdosh standing, and also Bechorbanon. Rashi says, it refers be Shuvan, Shemakrivim Bem Korbanis Lachapar Aleichem. So they bring the karbonis to atone for them. Mishkanisecha hints to the fact when Yidin have the Besamikdash destroyed. So what's, what does Mishkanisecha mean? It's a mashkan, it's taken as a security. The Chorban is a kapara for the Yidin. How does Hashem end his anger? When he burns the Besamikdash. So the Rebbe has many, many questions on this Rashi. The basic point over here is, the Rebbe points out in the first Pshad Rashi, Mishkanisecha usually means dwellings. Here Rashi says it means encampments. What does that mean? And what is the, what's the goodness of the encampments? Rashi doesn't spell out anything. Why not? Then the Rebbe says, in the second Pshad of Rashi, we have to understand, the Pasuk here is talking about the, uh, the goodness that Bilam sees. So why does Rashi talk about Shiloh and Beis and not what he sees right now, the Mishkan, the oil may that he didn't have right now? And also, the Rebbe says, when Rashi talks about the goodness of the Beis Mikdosh or oil Shiloh, what would be the simple goodness that we see there? The goodness is the Vassal and Mikdosh Shachanti that it's a place that Ebishta dwells there. Why does Rashi bring up the Indian of Karbanis? And also, the Rebbe points out, when it comes to the Chorban, Rashi says that it's a kapara ala nefoshis. It's a very unusual term. What does Rashi mean with this? A kapara on the souls. Plural term, souls. What exactly are we talking about over here? And where does Rashi see this in the Lashon of Kilo Hamasai? How does that show on this concept of uh, a kapara on the nefoshis? Besides that, the Rebbe will also explain, as he always does, when Rashi has two pshatim, why, what's forcing Rashi to bring two pshatim? What is the questions? What's the problems with the first pshat? And what's the problems with the second pshat? And so on. So the Rebbe here explains in the Sikha that in the first Pshat of Rashi, we can see clearly how what Rashi says is a flow, is, is, a, is a continuation of what it says before. Because Bilam saw something. Bilam did want to curse the Yidin, but it's something that he saw unique and special in Yidin that stopped him from cursing the Yidin. What is it that he saw? He saw Shaykhin Lishvatov. He saw the Yidin the way they dwell. They, they dwell according to their Shvatim. And Rashi says, He saw the encampments, how all the Shvatim dwell separately. They don't, they're not intermingled. And then also a second thing, The doors were not of the tents, were not one across another, so they shouldn't peer into each other's tents. Right, so the Rebbe says, what do I see from this? That we have over here two details in Sheikh and Lushvatov that Bilam saw. He saw the general encampments of Yidin, that all Yidin dwell in their place, in their Shvatim, and when they get married, they have, it's, it's they're, they're, they're being careful who they get married to, when the birth of the children is all kosher, and so on. That's the general Tzniyas, the unbelievable level of Tzniyas that Yidin were careful in. And then, there's another detail he also saw amongst each Shevet separately, how they positioned their tents, that their doors shouldn't be one across another. 
And that's what, 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 that's what Bilam saw. So now the Pasuk after tells us what Bilam saw. Now it says the two details that Bilam is expressing, the goodness of these two details, and that therefore he doesn't uh, curse the Yidin. And that's Matoivo Oyalecha Yaakov, Mishkinesecha Yisrael. Oyalecha Yaakov refers to the tents, the way the tents are positioned, and the way the doors of the tents are positioned, and that's why he doesn't curse the Yidin. And Mishkinesecha Yisrael, the Sarashi says Mishkinesecha does not mean dwellings, but over here Mishkinesecha refers to the encampments. The way the Eden are camping, that each of the Shvatim are separate and they're careful, they don't intermingle with each other. That's the other good thing that was mentioned before that Bilam saw. That's the flow and the way Rashi explains the Psukimir in the first Pshat. And this is really perfect and beautiful in Pshutisha Mikra. But the basic problem with the first Pshat is that the Pasik is sort of out of order. Because the first and most important thing is the fact that the encampments of all the Shvatim were separate and the way they got married and the way they had children. That's a much more important thing about the Tznias of Yidin. And that's the first thing that Bilam saw, the general style, lifestyle and the encampments of Yidin. Only afterwards, there's the detail that the position of the tents, that the doorways were not one across each other, that they weren't able to look into each other's tents. But the Pasuk does it in the opposite order. It starts with Matoivu Ayalecha and then Mishkanisecha. So the order is not exactly right. So that's where Rashi brings another Pshat, where Rashi says that this actually is a Nevuah. Matoivu Ayalecha is going on the future. And this is already the beginning of the Nevuah, as you also see, it follows the Pasik. The Neum Shemeya Imrekel, that this is, he's speaking the words that he heard from the Abishad. This is already the beginning of the Nevuah, where he talks about the Mishkan Shiloi and the Besam Mikdash. Because it says here in the Pasuk, the Lashon, Oy Halecha, so it's a, a tent, we're talking about a tent, so therefore Rashi says it's talking about the, base, the, the Mishkan Shile, which was a tent. But it says that in a plural term, so therefore he includes the Beis Amikdash as well. But here, even in the second shot, because the Pasuk uses the term Ma Toivu, how good are Yidin, Rashi understands that um, even in the second shot, it's coming to explain why Bilam's curse cannot take effect upon Yidin. And the, what the Pasuk here is saying is, we see before it says, and Rashi says, that Bilam tried to remind the Abishter of the sins of Klal Yisrael. And he thought that upon the sins of the Yidin, that's where his Nevuah, that's where his Klala will take effect. So if so, when the Pasuk says, which is a Nevuah that he said, and he's also explaining the goodness that he sees in the future, and therefore his uh, Klala can't take effect, what's the explanation for this? Why does the Klala not take effect for the Avainis, for the Avedis of Yidin? So therefore Rashi brings up the Indian of Karbanis, the Kapod of the Karbanis, that the Karbanis is Machaper, it atones for the Avedis of Yidin. But that's not enough. The Karbanis are only Machaper for very specific Avedis, for a Shaygig, for very specific cases. What's with all the other Avedis? So therefore Rashi adds, Churbanon is Machaper on the and the Churban Beis Hamikdash is mechaper for all of the Avedis of, of Yidin. And the Rebbe says the Pshat of Alanafoshes refers to what it says in Parshas Kairach, Hachatom Eilu Benafshoisam, which Rashi says are the ones that Nechlekol Hakadosh Baruch Hu they sinned against the Eibishter. So Rashi here is showing you that the Churban Beis Hamikdash is a kapara for even the worst of all sins. Or the Rebbe says. Kapara al-Anafashais refers to the two times that the Torah writes by Avedis, the Lashon of Nefesh. One is Nefesh Kisechta Bishgoga, and the other one is Nefesh Kisase Biyad Rama, one going on a Shaykik, and the other one going on a Mezid, Binigayat Avedizara, and the Chorben Beis Amikdash is a Kapara for all the Nefashais, meaning for all the Avedis from the Shaykik to the uh, Mezid of Avedizara. And then Rashi says, we see this in Kilach HaMasai, uh, Kila Hashem is Hamasai. Kila means Hashem ends his anger. 
In other words, the Chorban Beis Hamikdash is mechapar on everything, and therefore Hashem's anger is totally, is, it totally ends completely. If there's anything that would be left over, it wouldn't use the term kila. So therefore, Rashi over here is bringing the raya to this Indian that there's no place for Bilam's Kalala to be chal on Yidin, even on their Avedis, because they have a full and total kapara through the Chorban Beis Hamikdash. But the Rebbe says, the problems with the second pshat are even bigger than the first pshat. To say that Oyalecha includes also the Beis Hamikdash, that was a house, that was a permanent home, is, not, is, is very difficult in the pshat of the Pasik. And also besides that, to say that Mishkanay Secha, as a mashkin, refers to oil shiloi is also a big problem. Because a mashkin is something that the lender takes and returns the same thing to the borrower. When the Abishta destroyed Mishkan Shiloi, he never gave the same thing back. The Abishta built down a base of Mikdosh, but this oil shiloi was taken from Yidin, never to be returned. So how could, uh, how could Mishkan Secha refer to oil shiloi? So therefore, the first pshat in Rashi is the main pshat that Rashi brings. That is the pshat that's closer to Pshut Mikra. In the Hayrav, this Rashi, the Rebbe says, we can see over here how careful Yidin warrant Tzniyas and how important it is to be careful with Tzniyas. And we have to be careful even with something in Tzniyas that seems to be petty. Even a small area in Tzniyas that a person says, nah, that's not so important. But over here we see Bilam noticed even a small detail of the position of their tents and the doorways. And even this change was also part of the reason of what changed Bilam's entire mind and not to curse the Yidin. And from this we understand how powerful, even the smallest, being careful in the smallest area of Tzni is that it could bring about a tremendous blessing upon Yidin. But the Rebbe says a person can still say to himself, the Yitzhahara tells a person, that's when you're in your general place and your permanent dwelling in the city and your normal place. Over there it's important to be careful in even the smallest area of Tzni when you're on vacation or you're relaxing, you're outside the city, you're in another area. So then you say to yourself, here I could relax. Here the smallest and pettiest area of Tznius is not so important. So therefore the Pasuk says, that this Zihirus, that even were careful with Tznius, applies to a Matzav of Ayalecha, even in a temporary dwelling, that even there it's important and it's extremely powerful. Even the most smallest area of Tznius has a tremendous, tremendous effect. And the ultimate effect is that Vayafa Hashem the transforms it all into a bracha, and the ultimate bracha is to return this mashkin, to return this collateral of the Besamikdash that was destroyed, which will be when the Abisha will, with the kapara, the ultimate kapara of Yidin, that will come down and be revealed.